In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, let me ask you a couple of questions just as we get started. Who is Jesus? How can we have faith? Well, What if there were a place where you or someone you know could ask and discuss questions just like these? No obligation to talk, and there's nothing you can't say. Well, that's Alpha. Maybe you've heard about Alpha. Maybe you've even participated in a group before. Well, the folks who organize Alpha have some exciting plans for the D.C. metro area, and they are here to tell us about them. And you guys know the drill, of course. Here to get us started and introduce our guest for the day is my good friend, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. My friend, how you doing, buddy? God bless you, man. Doing good, doing good, my friend. We've talked about this before, that in life we all have questions. We have questions about God. We have questions about why we're here. We have questions about what he's doing. And too often in life, we go to the wrong places to get the right answers, And uh, if we don't go to the right places to get the right answers, it's not like all of a sudden those questions are going to go away. And so whether you're a young adult trying to figure out and walk through what it is, this life that we're living and who is Jesus and and is he real and does he matter? Or whether you're a much older adult like you and I may find ourselves now, Dennis, with different questions (laughs) like that. We all need a place that we can engage and have that conversation. And one of the things that I love about Alpha that we're going to talk about today is it provides an opportunity for true engagement around important issues that sometimes, sometimes people don't find a great environment to talk about. But this is what Alpha offers and much more today. And so to talk to us about this, we have two people joining us today. The first is Jad Levi. He, he lives, actually, to see the church thrive in their mission to make disciples which is why he loves Alpha. He serves with Alpha, helping to launch new Alpha networks in select cities and regions across the country. He's based out of Phoenix, Arizona, where he co-leads Trinitas Church with his wife, Jamie. They have three beautiful daughters, Jaden, Jolie, and Jocelyn, and he's joining us today from Denver, so that's great. But joining us today from Washington, D.C. right here is Kirsten Telzero as well. She has a golden doodle named Luna, which I did not tell her off air. My favorite golden doodle in the world in our neighborhood is also named Luna, who always rolls onto her back (laughs) and wants a belly rub whenever me and my wife walk by. Uh, She has a husband named Matt as well, and she works at National Community Church. Many of us are familiar with that church here in the Washington metro area. She works there as a small group director. Prior to that, she went to school for ministry and was a resident at a church in Georgia and then graduated with a master's of divinity. In addition, she also serves as one of the Alpha Hub Church directors for the D.C. metro area. She as well absolutely loves Alpha, and the opportunity allows people to enter a safe space and a safe conversation to explore some of the things that they may be questioning or things that they're curious about. So 
We've told a little bit about Alpha already, about the opportunity, that environment. For people, though, who may not be familiar with Alpha, Jad, uh, can I just go to you starting off and give us a little bit of that story of Alpha and how it came about? Yeah, Alpha really came about as a, as a response um, to the moment uh, that Holy Trinity Brompton found itself in about 30 years ago in the heart of downtown London. Uh, culture had shifted. The culture had become increasingly post-Christian and post-church. And uh, the church was simply trying to figure out a way to share the good news about Jesus uh, with the people that they lived, worked, played with, and studied with. And, um, and they were trying to figure out a way to do it that worked in that context. And, um, and they came up with Alpha almost by accident. They tried to create a space where they extended amazing hospitality. And um, they gave uh, guests an opportunity to share what they thought about the content that was presented. And um, they found that through this model, this very inductive model of sharing faith and through listening and through hospitality, um, they found that uh, people started coming to faith and they started inviting their friends. And so this is back in the early 1990s. Uh, there was still only one alpha in the world and the word started to get out that, hey, there's this uh, a method. And so uh, there's this principle, right, that the methods are many, principles are few, methods change often, but principles never do, right? So the gospel message never changes, but the way that we go about changing it can. And so they found this method of sharing the gospel and it start, word started to get out. It spread across the UK. And then it uh, jumped the pond, as they say, um, made it to North America in the late 90s, and has since spread around the world. We've had over 25 million people around the world go through Alpha in 169 different countries in every denomination and tradition from, uh, from uh, non-denominational to uh, mainline churches, Presbyterian churches, Anglican churches, yeah. Roman Catholic churches. Um, and we're just amazed by how the Holy Spirit is using Alpha as a way to introduce people to Jesus. And I love what you just said there, that the message stays the same, but the messaging, well, of course, that needs to be sometimes packaged a little bit different. In fact, how we're messaging right now, what we're talking about, looks different than it did just 15 months ago. And certainly, you know, in 1990s, you know, how we communicated, you know, email was just started coming out. Now it's just a typical way of life, but the message and the content, it doesn't change. Now, I think you've already made this clear, but just in case people didn't grasp it, who would you say that, that alpha is for? And then how would someone who would fit that category, how would they go about finding an alpha gathering? Kirsten? Yeah, so I always say alpha is literally for everyone and anyone. Um, mm -hmm. We have people who have been a part of alpha before many, many years ago, and, and they've said, you know what, I really just need to go back to an alpha. And then we have people who come across alpha for the first time because they're wrestling with questions and they're like, you know what, I just want to be a part of an environment where other people have questions too. And so we always say it's for everyone and anyone, but at the same time, 
um, you know, it's specifically geared towards those who have questions about the Christian faith. And you had mentioned those questions earlier, Dennis, but questions that we all have at one point or another, and Alpha does a really great job at helping people walk through each of those questions and giving space or holding space for people to be able to process through those questions. Um, people actually find out about Alpha the most through word of mouth. And it's amazing because because once someone goes through an alpha, then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, I've had this great experience and I just have to tell everyone about it. And that's really, I know Jad, you had shared earlier that people went early on when alpha first started, people went and shared with all their friends and then they brought their friends back. And we're seeing the exact same thing continue to happen with alpha, where people are hearing about alpha through word of mouth. And then also through alpha's website, where you can actually find an alpha anywhere in the world, just based on your zip code. Well, that's wonderful to know. And you could go to alphausa.org, I believe, and find out more information about how to do that. Now, I think from time to time, we've all heard something that feels a little bit like a sales pitch and not at all. That's not at all what you're doing. But for those people who have that skeptical gene, right? They've heard this before, that it seems too good to be true. People said they'd really engage my questions, but they didn't really engage my questions. They made me feel bad about having questions or whatever it might be. What makes the culture of alpha, Kirsten or Jad, either one of you can answer this, unique and actually is one where those fears that maybe people have actually have to go unrealized, but instead they feel grace and feel connection. Kirsten, why don't you go first and I'll share. Yeah, I would say specifically from my viewpoint, being in a city, there actually are very few spaces in a city that are safe, where you Mm -hmm. don't have to perform, where you don't have to bring everything to the table and say, hey, how many degrees do you have? Like Alpha is such a safe space in the city that it's unique in the city. And I think that that's really um, what has helped the, the DC metro area really take off with alpha because people are craving spaces like this. I think it's amazing you mentioned that. I'm certainly not unique just to the DC metro area. It's in plenty of other places around the United States and the world, but people around here are often, you know, measured up by what's on your business card, what's that sort of stuff. And because of that pressure, it does say, okay, well, I have to act like I have a whole lot more answers than I might really have. And so it, it often inhibits that sort of vulnerability that, you know, allows them that. So that's wonderful to hear for for so many of us who are, you know, steeped in this environment that wants to tell us something that's not true about having to have it all together and having all the answers. Uh, Jad, what would you say is unique about the culture of Alpha? You know, we, we're, um, we have a, a national tour that we're doing right now, and we'll have a stop in, in the D.C. metro um, a little later this year. And I can share a little more about that later in our conversation. Um, but the, the theme of that, um, of, of this tour, is that love listens. And, um, and that truly is at the heart of alpha listening is at the heart of alpha. And uh, there's this quote by the author, David uh, Augsburger, and it's, it goes like this, and it's being listened to is so close to being loved that the average person can't tell the difference. And there are very few places in life where people actually feel heard. And when people feel heard, they feel loved and their walls start to come down. And we find that that's where uh, when, when people feel heard, they actually start to hear what we're saying. They start to be able to receive that gospel message for themselves. And, and I think that that really is at the heart of Alpha, that love does listen. And that's uh, one of the things that makes Alpha very unique. 
Yeah, now, absolutely. When we think about alpha, I think people can begin to hear what you're saying and maybe they're drawing certain sort of ideas in their own head. Is there a, a particular recipe or model? I, I don't even want to use this term, but I sometimes people think, oh, there's a franchise approach to all of this because it's all the world. Does it all look the same or is there some uniqueness to each one of these groups? Yeah, I'll take that one. I think that there are a couple of things that are really, really helpful as a recipe, if you will. What are those Mm -hmm. ingredients of a good alpha? And the first one, honestly, is the languaging even of how you're advertising alpha. You know, we always say that no question is off the table. Well, that right off the bat lets people know Mm, this is a safe space. Number one. So languaging is really important. Number two, the prayers that are going into alpha before alpha even starts, that makes a world of difference. And then the third thing that we have found um, that makes a good alpha group is really the connections that take place outside of alpha. So we'll often find that the alphas that are really strong and really thriving are the ones that are saying, hey, do you want to meet for coffee afterwards? Or, hey, let's actually have a picnic together outside of alpha. And that's continuing to strengthen the relationships, which continues to allow people to say, yeah, this is a safe space. And yeah, I have friends here and I want to keep coming back. And certainly over these last many, many months, we've had to tweak and do all kinds of things differently for a group that's designed to be together more often than not in a room or in that gathering. There's been a lot of restrictions around that, depending on where people might live throughout the United States and the world. How's Alpha adapted, so to speak, for an online format? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I remember last uh, March um, when um, um, uh, COVID really entered our moment here in the U.S. and um, things shut down very rapidly. And we had churches all across the country that were running Alpha. And um, they were coming to us saying, hey, how can we continue? And many of them had started to shift their Alphas online. And they started to shift them to Zoom. And Zoom has this breakout functionality where you can gather as a big group and then separate into smaller groups, just like you would Uh, on an evening at an alpha course, you'd have a a bigger group gathering and you would break up into these small groups to have conversations about the content or the gospel message that you had just heard. And uh, we did not expect this, but we ended up training over 3000 churches to run alpha online. Um, Last year, we actually saw an 8% increase in the number of churches running alpha, even amidst a pandemic. And the number of guests on Alpha, uh, per a study done by the Barna Group, went from 425,000 guests, which is amazing in 2019, to 574,000 guests here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. in 2020. Um, and Alpha Online is lowering the barrier to entry uh, for people who are far from God or far from the church to explore their questions about life, faith, and meaning um, online. And so we see Alpha Online is here to stay. And for many folks, they're just dying to get back together in person. And so we're seeing Alphas, depending on where we're at in the country, being run online, in person, some sort of a hybrid. But we're so excited about the opportunity that Alpha Online is providing to reach people who would never, ever, ever enter into a church building for whatever reason. Well, so let's talk about around the country. The vast majority of our listeners here are listening in the Washington metro area on WAVA, even though we recognize that so many people pick it up on the podcast and good news for the city. So let's go back to something you said you'd probably allude to later on, Jad. What is Alpha up to in the DMV? 
Um, well, we are uh, up to actually launching an alpha network director in uh, the DMV. And so an alpha network director is essentially somebody who's helping along with our hub churches, this network of hub churches, to extend alpha to other churches across the region. And so uh, Kirsten and myself and a core group of, of folks have been praying and um, we've raised up funding, we've raised an advisory board, and we're currently recruiting an alpha network director uh, to take on that role of championing um, the expansion of alpha across the DMV. And I'm uh, super excited uh, to see how that's come about. And we're currently in the interview process uh, to, to hire that person. That's wonderful news. Now, I certainly you're establishing a network. Do we already have churches? You mentioned uh, National Christian Church already, and uh, we mentioned a, a church actually offline a little bit earlier on that are part of Alpha programs and movements in the area. How many churches you would say, to your knowledge right now, in the Washington metro area in the network? Yeah, at the end of uh, 2020, we had 121 churches that were actively running Alpha in the DMV. Okay. So now people are like, oh, that's, wow, that's, that's great. How, how would we push people? Would, I, would we say, hey, to get involved, go to alphausa.org, or is there a more specific way? We should go to alphausa.org and look for Kirsten Telzero. What would we do if someone was interested there? <laughs> well, we, we have a variety of events uh, that we have crafted, and some of those are in person and some of those are online. And so if you do go to alphausa.org forward slash events, um, there are opportunities for churches or ministries or individuals uh, who might want to run Alpha at a local coffee shop or a local pub or in their home mm-hmm. or at their church. There are opportunities for people to explore Alpha. There are opportunities for uh, people to get trained on how to actually run an Alpha. And then uh, our hub churches and our hub church directors are actually the people that are most equipped uh, to help people uh, actually get started in running their alpha. And so Kirsten at National Community is just a great resource. There's nobody better. Alpha is spread around the world because church leaders are learning about alpha from other church leaders. And that's the way that alpha spreads. It's a gift from a church. And we actually give it away for free to the local church. And then we just say, hey, if this is a blessing to you, will you just tell all your friends? Yeah. And so uh, local churches like uh, Kirsten at, at National Community are best positioned to help people get started. Kirsten, that's a good transition to you. Um, one of the things that our listeners love to hear is the stories. And we all, we all love to hear facts. We all love to hear about content, but really life change, lots of happens and people connect through story. So as you've been involved here with Alpha locally, can you share a story or two, how it's made an impact? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, there's a lot of stories and um, Alpha just is so incredible. But one of the stories that comes to mind is actually a gentleman named um, Blake. And he went through Alpha um, as an actual course at National Community Church in a small group. And then he came back the next semester because we run on a semester basis with all of our small groups and he was a helper. And then after he was a helper, he, I had actually tapped him on the shoulder and I said, I would love for you to be a table leader. And he said, I, you know, I don't know that I'm quite ready for that. And I said, well, just pray about it and just, just consider it. And, and he said, Alpha has been so impactful in my life that I I have to step into this role because I want to be able to give to other people what Alpha was for me. He's still 
a leader now. And in fact, he even um, contacted me last week and he said, I just want you to know the impact that Alpha has had in my life is far and wide that I didn't even know there were things that the Lord had gifted me in or had um, really just opened up my mind to as much as alpha did. And now I feel like I'm thriving in an area of my life. And so there's stories like Blake, there's stories like Patrick, who has been through alpha where he was a participant and he, he completely walked away from a drug addiction and then became a helper and then became a leader. And now is a coordinator over alpha, just the community, even that alpha forms is absolutely incredible. I love those stories. We bring this up from time to time on the show that lots of times when people are listening to Dennis or I or whoever we have as a guest on the show, they have a lot of impressive, you know, resume behind them. And so we have a tendency of hearing people and thinking, oh, that works for them or applies to them. But but I'm different. Right. Uh, But the reminder of the disciples of scripture over and over again, that that all of us, God has moved from one place to another. And so if you're hearing about this and thinking about this and you think, ah, well, that's only for, as I use this term very loosely, special people. Uh, that isn't true. It's for all of us uh, in that way in making sort of that movement. Now, as we think about you know, training events, go to alphausa.org and that sort of stuff. Are there any specific events coming up here in the Washington metro area for our, le- uh, for our listeners and church leaders to maybe begin uh, to put on their radar? Well, we, we are so excited to launch this network director. That'll happen here in about quarter two. And, um, and then we're actually going to be um, making a Love Listens tour stop mm-hmm. in the D.C. Metro a little later on this year. Um, the, the dates are still TBD, um, uh, but we'll have a Love Listens tour stop. And that Love Listens tour stop consists of a breakfast or a lunch for senior level church leaders uh, to engage with, engage in conversation um, around evangelism more broadly, and uh, perhaps even Alpha as a methodology for evangelism. And uh, we'll also have a leaders lab. We're partnering with the Barna Group. Um, we'll share some very interesting uh, statistics, information, uh, but then also uh, bringing in leaders from around the city to hear about what is working. And so we'll have a leaders lab um, and, and fo- focused around evangelism in the D.C. metro. And then finally, we'll have an evening event that's open to the general public. And, um, and really what we want to do is uh, we want to hear stories about what's happening in the D.C. metro, what's happening, um, how, are worker, how are leaders collaborating, uh, what is actually happening in the city as it relates to evangelism, and really highlighting and showcasing some of those key stories. And really, uh, the whole theme of this is around that, that love truly does listen. And um, perhaps that's the posture that the church needs to take in the world today, um, that we could take on a posture of listening. Um, everybody has something to say, but what would it look like if the church became a, a safe place for people to be listened to and to be heard? Um, what could, could that be uh, what the world is looking for? To get a reminder of the book of James that tells us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, but we often live in a culture that's the exact opposite. And I love that reminder that there's a there's that fine line. People don't often see the difference between feeling listened to and feeling loved. It's uh, something we could all uh, take to heart. 
uh, whether uh, it's an alpha experience or whether it's someone next door with us to be continuing to listen and to love in that way. So uh, pay attention to alphausa.org to find out when that's happening. The Love Listens Tour coming up. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just want to make sure that I had that right. As well as you can go to alphausa.org and you can go to forward slash events. You can find out ways to connect in that way. And thanks for taking time, by the way, today, Jad and Kirsten, to connect with us. We hope uh, that as people have listened, they, number one, are inspired by the good news of the gospel, but also inspired by the fact that it's making a difference right here in the Washington metro area, maybe in ways that they never thought about it could before. So definitely go check out alphausa.org, whether you're a church leader or not. Yeah, and we have a, a wonderful partnership with One Heart DC, and they'll be helping to get the word out around that Love Listen store to their network of 700 plus churches across the DC metro. Great. Dennis? Fantastic. Hey, guys. Thank you. Man, you guys were awesome. Thank you so much, Kirsten and Jad. Really appreciate you being with us, folks. Um, hey, if you want more information, you heard it before, but let me say it one more time. Go to alphausa.org. That's alpha usa.org. Hey, you can listen to this and I would urge you to do so. You can listen to it again at our, uh, excuse me, webpage, goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. If you really um, need to reach out to these folks and don't know how to do it, you can always give me a call at the station 703-807-2266. Hey folks, thank you for joining us. God bless you all. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes it way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.